Just hiding up here in the northwest corner of the state. Just chilling. Okay. I want to I want to do a, a wellness check on everybody. How's your How's your <laughs> mental, fellas? How's your mental, Gary? How's your mental, man? I'm good. I'm good. I mean, every day is seems like the day before, but um, <laughs> <laughs> we are good. No complaints. I I just want to uh, take a second because uh, they recognize the kid. The kid does the podcast quite frequently, but they haven't heard from you, Gary. And I can tell them about from what you know where where we come from. You know, we met in uh, what was it? Like, I guess it was high school, like Spanish, or, or what did we? Yeah, ninth. Uh, it would have been no. It would have been middle school. Middle school. Uh, yeah, it would have been middle school. Would have been. Yeah, that was briefly because we didn't have class together. Right. But um, you know, through mutual friends we met, and uh, but yeah, like hanging out in the commons, all that. Yeah, definitely was a was a high school situation. For sure. I I tell the folks what you want. I you know I I struggle with using people's last names on here. I did. I dropped a lot of governments on this on this podcast so 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 you know if 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 that's not what you're comfortable with no problem that's why i went with gary you know i was about to just say we got two g's on the phone you know it, it's gonna be trouble for sean but uh yeah i mean tell tell people yeah. about your background where you come from uh uh what you did before the covid hit you know and how that messed you up you can talk about all that just just let them know a brief one off I hear you, I hear you. I mean, me, I mean, just like you guys, you know, PG County, um, you know, raised on chicken and mumble sauce and yes, <laughs> 7-Eleven, you know, whatever you could get. But, um, you know, me, you know, like the biggest thing with me is just, you know, I'm a family guy. Um, you know, I've been working IT for the last few years now, like doing, you know, just being blessed to be able to do what I love to do. Um, and, you know, since uh, COVID hit, it's actually, it's been, you know, I'm, I'm in a good situation that, you know, from a work standpoint, it, it was kind of seamless. It's a little more hectic now because you're not seeing people. But, you know, it's been, it's been good. It's been good. You know, I, like I said, I have no complaints. Life life is life is good. And, and just... Uh... For the people, how many kids do you have? <laughs> Two girls. Ooh, house, house, full of, house, house full of girls, even the dog. So yeah. you got give me some ages. So my oldest will be nine next month, and my youngest is five. Nice. So I'm already claiming nine, so we were saying nine and five. All right, all right, facts. Okay, hey, I'm gonna move over to the kid because what they don't know about you is that you have kids, right? Like we haven't got, we haven't touched on that. On t- so, give me, give me how many and ages. Man, does the world really want to know how many I got? <laughs> uh, I have three children. I have three children. I have a soon-to-be nine-year-old in a few months. Uh, a five-year-old and a two-year-old. Two girls and a boy. So I'm gonna say that one more time, fellas. Everybody's mental, okay? Everybody good? You know, like, you know. As long as there's food in the house, right? Good to go. Okay. <laughs> right. They, they go through. And, and you and you mentioned like you're working from home. You know, how is that? Is that? I mean, the kids are home all the time, so. 
Is that a, is that a change at all, Gary? Um, you know, it's it's different. I mean, it was adjustment. We tried to be proactive before the schools like really, uh, really, you know, send out work and this, that, and third. So we were we were trying to have like Elam Academy and and <laughs> do that whole okay. thing. And if I took a picture, and my wife was talking about it this morning, she was like, "We should have took a picture from when we started to how how it looks now. Is totally different. You know, they they were amped up for it. You know, they were good. Um, and now it's just kind of like, oh, let's, let's see if we can get a little bit of work in. But it's it's been good. I mean, you know, they it's just keeping them busy, just giving them different things to do, um, and not taking things so serious. You know, we we you know, they're good kids and, you know, they do well and they work hard. So it's, that makes it easy, but okay. you can't, you know, you can't stress over like, Oh, okay, we got to get in, you know, so many hours of work or so many worksheets and things like that. There's only so much you can do being at home. Like, you know, they see all their stuff. They want to go do some other things. So we, we just, you know, take it, take it slow with them. Okay, so do you guys have your own kind of curriculum, or or is this something you're getting from a school system, or what? Yeah, when we started, we um so like for me for my situation, my oldest she's in she's in our in the you know the public school, and then our youngest she's in the Montessori school. So one of the big things for us is we have like probably about forty five different logins to different websites, you know that videos in the third. So when we started, it was, you know, kind of easy. We're like, all right, we know they both did Montessori. So we're like, all right, we know what type of things we can, we can get for our, our youngest. And my, my oldest, she's an avid reader. So we could, we could put things, um, it was easy to cater things to them. So we had, we would, you know, look some things up online. Like it was like, you know, education.com, um, you know, you know, obviously using YouTube, just things like that. Um, really just to kind of supplement it. So we we had like kind of a an idea what we want to do. My wife's really good at like pulling some things down, saying, all right, you know, we should look at this, this, and this. And then we kind of just came together and put something together so that they were, you know, got some kind of enrichment over, okay. you know, the hour, things like that. So, so. so so your wife is working from home too? Right, right. Okay, all right. Yeah, so, so we kind of tag team it where we okay. can. okay. All right, moving over to you, kid. Uh, do you guys have the curriculum from the school system, or like, how how does that work? So, I was proactive too. I, I jumped on it. I mean, the moment that things were looking shaky out here in the world, I went online and did some researching with some um, with some online schooling, and I pulled a curriculum, was which was pretty much self taught. I didn't want to go full fledged with an actual live instructor yet because. You know, Charles County was kind of, you know, lack of better words, pump faking on what they wanted to do, whether they were going to have the teachers uh, teach live every day or whether they, whether they were going to send home work packets every week or what. So I didn't want to, you know, uh, engulf, you know, my oldest into a live online uh, school and then be forced to do double work. You know, I didn't want to do that. So, um you know, we did the self-taught online thing and, and she was doing that. And then the school finally made, 
made the decision to send home work packets, you know, so okay. we've been doing these work packets and, you know, certain activities or must do's and, and the, the rest of them are may do's or you don't have to do's or whatever. You know, I, I'm just like, you know, if you want to send home, just make them do it. I don't, you know, I don't get the must do, may do stuff, but, um, so we kind of scaled back the self-taught online thing and kind of working on the work packets just, just because I don't want to overwhelm her. Uh, cause at first when we first started, man, shoot, I was killing her, man. We, I was having her sit in front of that daggone computer eight hours each day. Mm. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, then I saw somebody post on social media that they really only supposed to be in front of the computer for like three to four hours a day. And I was like, oh, snap. You know, and I, and I did my own little research and, and I kind of verified certain things. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm doing a little too much. So, you know, we scaled it back and I kind of, you know, just wanted to follow what the county was requiring us to do for the time being. And um, she's been you know, working hard, knocking out the assignments, which are completely easy. And it's almost like a joke, um, but it is what it is right now. And the teacher comes online every Wednesday. So like tomorrow for like 45 minutes and she has like all the students in the classroom and they all have their little webcams. And I had to go out and buy a whole brand new computer, brand new desktop just for her, which is fine, you know, a good investment. Yeah, yeah, I had to buy, you know, because the laptop wasn't going to be sufficient, right? So I had to, buy a brand new desktop for her and now you know that she has in her room and and she's up there getting it in man so um but once once school is over um because we received our last packet a week and a half ago so okay. uh, and I, they're not sending any more packets out um then i'm going to re-explore the um online learning with a live teacher during the summer since you know summer camps are pretty much out the window at this point at least in my opinion um, you know, nothing, I don't think it's been officially said yet, but I don't think anything, anything like that is going to go down. So, uh, we're just going to keep this education train rolling. Okay. Okay. I want to, I want to give a little context to, uh, my situation. You know, I have a, uh, soon to be 15 year old girl, uh, come, come June 11th, she'll be 15. And then I have two younger, uh, my boy, he is, uh, turning six in July. And then my girl just turned four in March. Um, so for us, the younger two, they go to private school, right? So mm-hmm. uh, once, the, once this hit, you know, we, we, of course, took them out. But the private school was crazy. Like, they stayed open, you know, uh, <laughs> as long as yeah. possible. Then they kind of closed. Then they were reopened by the state. Uh, and and uh, I don't know. They still to this to this time period. They still want my 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 youngest daughter, uh, who's four. The preschool is still open, along with the nursery, I guess, to uh, to essential workers. So you know, I qualify mm-hmm. as an essential worker. Um, I go into a grocery store every day, um, which makes it real hard to then do the lessons uh, with my <laughs> kids, right? So right. so my my split is probably about 10%. My wife is about 90%. She is she's basically um, my kid's teacher for lack of a better word. I mean, right. you know, I, I don't handle a lot of that. I do it on my days off when I can. You know, I work with uh, William on his his work. Uh, so I want to get to you guys, Gary, I'll start with you first. Like you said, you kind of tag team the the work i want to know what like what percentage would that be for you and what percentage on your wife mm-hmm. so i get i would say percentage wise throw it out there it's it's really close probably like 60 40 mm-hmm. um where i'm doing 
a lot of making sure to, you know, getting work done, things like that. She, she does a lot of that as well. Cause what we do is we set, we set up a desk next to where my wife's working cause she's in meetings uh, throughout the day. But one of the things she's able to do is, you know, you know, she can be on mute, you know, if they need, you know, have a question, things of that nature. Um, so we kind of split it that way, but she also does a lot of the, the planning for the week. Like my oldest, she's very, uh, she loves to check off a list. Okay. So since, um, you know, like, you know, you talk about the packets and things like that. So once we get the packets, it's like, okay, we have this, 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 this lesson we can, she will post it up there and, um, my, my oldest, she'll go through, she'll like, okay, I got this, this, and this. And she'll go through, like, I have to tell her, okay, take a break. Mm. Like, you know, she, she loves being, you know, just something about being able to check off something off of a, a, a to-do list, things like that. And my youngest, like you mentioned, yeah, you know, she, she can work hard, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, being, she's only five, you know, in a fresh five, turn five in April. Okay. Um, you know, it's different for them. It's hard for them to really express how they feel not being able to go, you know, to school and see their friends and, you know, things of that nature. Her, her private school, they do a, um, they do a Zoom meeting, you know, uh, three days a week. Right. And she's a little more deflated afterwards than anything. So we, we kind of do some other things um, to kind of supplement that, you know, where she doesn't have to necessarily do that because she, she is not into it. So <laughs> she's not into it. All right. All right. So you said 60, 40, 60, 40, you 60 and your wife's 40 or what? Are you, what are you... Right. I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, kid, what, what percentage are you? Well, honestly, it's 98% to 2% with no error in the percentage. Wow. You know, 98% me. You know, um, I'm all in. I'm fully engaged with my um, children's education. And I'm not saying that their mother is not engaged. Um, it's just that, you know, I take it. I just dive into it and I kind of push everybody out of the way and say, I got it. So, you know, she is, you know, she works from home and, you know, she dealing with a lot of phone calls and a lot of, you know, uh, Skype meetings and stuff like that. So it's kind of hard for her to really, uh, assist in a lot of the assignments that, you know, my daughter has stuff like that. So I take the lead on that. My, my schedule is a lot more flexible than hers is. So I'm, I'm fully in, you know, I'm engaged with the teachers. I'm picking up the packets. I'm, I'm uploading and sending assignments back to the, you know, to the teacher and monitoring grades and stuff like that. So, um, you know, that's, that's sort of, you know, my role, um, you know, with that. Okay. Okay. I, I think like, if it's safe to say we got a, a different uh, different percentage going on in every household, like, you know, as far as engagement is in that, in that context, like that's, that's very interesting. Gary, 60, 40, you said 98, two for you kid. And, yeah. and over here, I would say, you know, 90, 10 for me, you know, my days <laughs> off. Um, but uh, I, I want to know the big question is, you know, do you guys feel, that if schools are open in the fall, that you would send your kids back to school this fall? Gary, I'll start with you. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. <laughs> not even, it's not even a thought, right? You, it's you know. not. I mean, there's, there's just, it's too much. And I mean, and being in schools, because um, I, I do IT support for Baltimore County, 
Okay. Being, being in the schools, there's there's too many variables that I don't think you can wrap up within you know a couple months without mm-hmm. without having like a a true you know serious second wave of you know we'll say incidents. Okay. All right. <laughs> so yeah, I, if to answer your question, no, I would I I wouldn't be ready to do that. Okay, kid, how you feel about? Um, I agree. Um, They would have to really have a solid plan in place to make me feel comfortable with that. And I will have to personally go check the school myself and Mm -hmm. do my my own personal inspection of how they have inspections, self-assessment, whatever you want to call it, um, to see how they have things um, in order at the school in order to feel comfortable with them doing it. Because Honestly, they're, you know, they're talking about fall, but realistically, in no way, because no, and this is just an opinion, you know, um, no school wants to be the first school to have some sort of outbreak in the school of, you know, COVID-19. Nobody wants that. From a liability standpoint, it doesn't Right, absolutely, absolutely, you know, you know, because you got these, you got, you know, some parents out here that are just waiting for that, just so they can have a frivolous lawsuit and whatever case may be. You know, um, so I would assume that they're going to be very vigilant in, as far as how they put this plan together and how they work it, you know, because I was just looking at the CDC list and, you know, for the schools and it's like, well, how do you expect, you know, kindergartners to, to not stay within a certain, you know, feet between each other in, you know, in the classroom? You know and, that, I mean? and that's exactly why I asked you gentlemen the question because of that, the CDC guidelines for reopening schools came out and that list hit the internet and, you know, my eyes were bulging because, <laughs> yeah, like you said, you know, you're, 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 you're talking about in California, uh, I heard that, uh, you, I think it's the university, you, you, University of California, actually, they already uh, accepted a loss of like over $300 million to put infrastructure in to have most of their classes online. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. Um, and, yeah. and to see and see that from you know 18 and over, the 18 and older crew going to the online game made sense mm-hmm. to me. What doesn't make sense is asking, uh, you know, six, seven, eight, you know, and up to stay away from each other. To, no, to... They, <laughs> they live in the moment. That's not. You, you can't expect six, seven, eight year olds to to not touch. I mean, you can't get them to do that now. I mean, you know, you, you don't expect them to to not touch or, you know, to stay, you know, uh, you know, six feet away, walking down a hallway and things like that. Like they see their friends. Like it's, it's, I think it's almost impossible to, to regulate it. Absolutely. Right? So I just want to go down the list real quick. It says, uh, wear a mask over the age of two. That's a no. Uh, no sharing of any items or supplies, all belongings in individual cubbies or labeled containers. No sharing electronic devices, toys, games, or learning aids, which I feel is a big financial uh, burden on the school right there. Uh, desks six feet apart, all facing the same way. <laughs> which which would cut down on class sizes just to let you know just to give context like you know where where when I was growing up it was big to have uh, 30, 30 students was was the maximum in every class 30 31 students then you mm-hmm. had a good class size there's no way to get 31 desks six feet apart in a in a classroom in modern day uh, without, cutting, only, that, 
No. Yeah, not only that, like one of the big things they moved to was like small group. Right. Um, you know, small groups, like what are you going to do? Like you're changing, you're talking, you're changing whole curriculums and, and the way things, right. way things are taught. Like they're, I don't, I don't see how that, you know, that's small group was a, was a big thing when you walk through the elementary school. It's like, that's what you see. You see individual tables, things like that. And then you have one like small group so they, the teacher can really get that, get that one-on-one with them. Yeah, to kind of add on to what Gary was saying, it's like, you know, how, and, and for those who don't know, I used to teach high school um, in D.C. for two years uh, from 2014 to 2016. And one of the biggest things that they stressed to us uh, was to d- diversify our uh, curriculum. So if you have students that have different uh, learning styles, like some are auditory learners, some are visual learners, you know, some need small groups, you know, as was, was mentioned, you know, now you talk about having all the desks facing the same direction, six feet apart, right? And if you're lucky to have a small enough class size to, to, to be able to do that, because I know my classes was never anything smaller than 35 students. Um, so if you're lucky to have a classroom that was small enough to, to, to accommodate to accommodate that, you know, um, so what you're going to do, stand up front like you're in college and just, and just do the lecture method every single day, the kids will lose their mind. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Okay, good point. I had forgotten about your school teacher days. I, I had forgotten all about that. Dang. <laughs> thank, thank you for bringing that up. Um, I'm, I'm just going to continue down to this list because there's there's one big glaring one coming next. It was uh, the distance on school buses. <laughs> so, I can remember I can remember in 1998 so clearly and that's and that's going to date me for most people but I can remember 1998 and there would be a there's a bus for Lake Arbor uh, Lake Arbor Way and it stops at the corner and I'm the last stop on that corner and we have a whole we have 20 kids at least right and I get on there as the, the biggest of the 20 right and there was standing room only. I'll never forget that first day in 98 because there was standing room only on that bus. There was no room to sit down. That bus was packed. It was a COVID nightmare, you know? And I end up sweating on, uh, I'll call her uh, LV, but her first name was Latoya because I, I never forgot it. She called me every kind of, it was like that. It was like ready to die. You big, sweaty, greasy, fat, juicy motherfucker. You remember, you don't remember that, that skit where Lil' Kim was going on big? She let, she let me have it. A drop of my sweat. Yes, yes. She unveiled, you know, she just let me have it. But that, that school bus was so packed and, and these schools didn't get any less crowded, you know, uh, in the in the past 20 years, right? So to have distance on school bus where it's one child per seat, skip rows. <laughs> you're talking about getting more school buses and more routes and more stops, and you know that that's that's mm. almost impossible. <laughs> <laughs> and not even and like just thinking about what you're saying. Not even like just logistically, like. Like they're always looking for, I know up here, like they're always looking for school bus drivers. Like, so you're gonna bring more buses and more have yeah, even less people to drive. Like, I don't. It's that's impossible. Absolutely, impossible. A- absolutely impossible. And and one of the things that is really not there is the money to do so. 
Like, I don't think that uh, public schools have the money to, to make this happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they promised and promised. I remember when these casinos got started, they were saying how much money that would bring to public schools, you know. Uh, I don't know how you guys feel, but I don't, <laughs> I don't see any evidence of the, you know, $50 million a weekend that Valley Casino is bringing in. I don't see mm. any, any different in our public schools. As a matter of fact, I, I, I'd struggle to say that it's, it's worse. It's getting worse, you know. <laughs> Um, moving on down the list, uh, install sneeze guards and partitions wherever you cannot space six feet apart, which I would probably say they're going to use inside schools and in buses to make that work. So if they install the guards, then they don't have to do one kid per seat, right? We just, our kids just live in giant telephone booths or something, you know? And how long do you think these partitions are going to last? You know, you, you can't even get it. You can't even get a desk from not getting destroyed, a chair from not getting destroyed in, inside of a classroom, you know, let alone sneeze guards. You know what I mean? Kids are going to be yanking on them, jumping on them, throwing stuff at them, you know, twisting them, doing whatever they can, writing on them, cutting them up. I mean, come on. Like, <laughs> unless they have a, 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 a budget established just for the sneeze guards alone, you know, I don't think it'll last that long. You know, I mean, every school is different, obviously, mm-hmm. but... I mean, realistically speaking, like, and I'm not even gonna lie. When I go into like a grocery store and I see the partitions there in front of the cashier, it makes me want to kind of shake the partition. I, I'm not gonna lie. Maybe, maybe, maybe it just, maybe I'm just insane. But I, I kind of want to touch and shake it, but the, but the adult in me tells me not to, and I, and I end up not doing it. So I can imagine, you know, elementary school child, maybe even an immature high school kids. I know uh, 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 the kid in ninth grade would have did it. You know what I'm saying? Without without question, I would have been shaking that thing, you know, to see if it would, it would hold up or whatever case may be. So, good luck with that one. Right. And 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 see, guys, and this is only halfway down the list, and we and we're already talking about the impossible, impossible. So so you know, one way routes in hallways, tape on the sidewalks and walls, assure our kids stay six feet apart, no communal shared spaces, so there's no more playground, there's no more recess, there's no more cafeteria. Uh, physical <laughs> they, well they eat in classroom so they eat in yeah, classroom yeah. and so now hold on, hold on let's stop for there for a second all so right go now, ahead so now you want the kids to eat in the classroom oh that is a nightmare that is an absolute nightmare i mean the classroom is going to be dirty you're going to have rodents coming in that i mean in the classroom that is an absolute nightmare for a teacher ask any teacher teaching in any environment do they want their students in their classroom eating lunch? Absolutely not. Mm. Yeah, mm. but let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I said the playgrounds are gone. The cafeterias are gone. Um, physical barriers or screens between sinks and bathrooms. <laughs> Only prepackaged boxes or bags of food instead of cafeteria food. Kids eat in classroom. No field trips or assemblies. Mm. Or external events of any kind. I, I assume that means like no sporting events. There's nothing, no volunteer, and no visitors. Um, the same children. This what I. This was really what I thought was interesting. It, it, uh, you, Gary, you touched on it. The same children stay with the same staff all day. No switching groups or teachers. Now, how are you going to do that? Maybe in. Maybe in, excuse me, Gary, maybe, maybe yeah. in elementary school that's possible. Right. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? 
and not really because a lot of elementary school teachers are um or specialized teachers also where they only focus on one subject you know so that's that's starting to become more prevalent at the elementary level but definitely in high school like you know you had that high school uh u.s history teacher that has a master's in u.s history like what you're gonna you're gonna ask him to teach um chemistry now you're gonna ask him to teach algebra one you know come on i mean that's that's not even that whoever was making this list i don't know what they were smoking but they need to pass that shit to me (laughs) gary gary your thoughts on that yeah it's you know i mean the the word of the day i think is impossible um but it's you know it's one of those things where especially you you touched on like specials for uh elementary school like the only time they move is when they're going to you know a special is like what are they going to do they're going to turn around and have you know music come down you know you're going to have gym in the class like you know whatever Mm -hmm. for the eight kids that's in there since you spaced them out but it's i don't understand and then you talk high school most most kids you know high school is kind of like that mini college type of thing you have your core courses and then you know you may have someone who's doing digital arts and you may have someone who's going to do journalism they can't stay with the same group like that's it it wouldn't work out that way and i think you just brought up something i didn't even think about because you know i'm thinking about uh recess being canceled but uh, gym gym is basically obsolete like mm-hmm. how, how can you run a gym class in if and establish what the cdc is is asking you to do so i, I think gym is out uh, it would be a it would be a, a completely boring gym class because right. all you're going to be learning is is the science of physical education you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? you're not going to actually do any practical application at all and then, and then that, and and then that would make music class very expensive. They wanted to get rid of music for for years anyway, but you know, as far as the the same kids using the same instruments, that gets really expensive. You know, from even from an elementary school level, you know, I can remember playing the same xylophone, <laughs> you know, that that other kids had. Uh, but if everybody has to have their own personal, you know, that that makes it uh, that much more impossible. Um, yeah, I mean, who, I mean, who got thousands of dollars to buy a saxophone? You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. I mean, you got some kids that are privileged that, that, that are able to do that, of course. But I mean, on average, like who's like who's going to do that? You know, like, like I said, they that. wanted to get rid of that music for years, so that may be the the the, the exit yeah. they need. You know, There's definitely the nail in the coffin for sure. I I want to get through the rest of the system. We only got a few more. So we're talking about staggering arrival and departure times for students to limit exposure to crowded hallways. Um, So, you know, that's self-explanatory. They want to change it up. And I think that can be done. That, when I looked at this list, um, that was one of the ones that uh, I thought was actually one of the most feasible ones because they already do it now. So like, Mm -hmm. You know, the high school kids, the high school students normally get to school before the middle school ones do, right? So, you know, they 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 could stagger it out a little more, which would mean though, like certain schools would probably start even later, like you know, nine, maybe ten o'clock, but they wouldn't be getting home to like maybe five, maybe six. You know what I'm saying? So it's possible. I mean, that they they can do that, um, you know, but everyone will have to be on the same page. And and I agree with you that that's one of the most feasible ones on the list. Uh... Yeah, I, I agree. Um, if possible, daily health and temperature checks, which is not possible, <laughs> of course. Um, not and, <laughs> several rules about cleaning and disinfecting throughout the school day, hand washing frequently. 
Um, again, not not terribly uh, far fetched, except for you got to throw money at that problem. Because if you're talking about somebody that's cleaning and disinfecting, I remember with the back of the day they used to have the one. You know, he was called. I guess he was called. Uh, it was it was the janitor basically, but he yeah. he would run the entire building. He didn't have a, a staff, to my knowledge. He would just do everything. Not not during the day. Not for, during for, the, not during the day. No, you know, from what I've seen, you know, they have a crew that comes in the evening. But you're talking for for, and I know there's, you know, for going to CDC, there's more on the on their actual website. But if you're talking like this. You know, you have to have a whole crew just there throughout the day, just maintaining the whole time. You know, class class change, they're going through. You know, uh, you know, they grab their little packets for cafeteria lunch. Now they're going through again. You know, it's it, it's that's a whole nother like department that you would have to create. Mm. Mm. I, I mean, that that's the end of the list. Like I said, toward the end, it got. A little more feasible than than telling little kids to stay away from each other because that's not that's never going to happen. And then I I would challenge the wearing the masks all day. That's definitely <laughs> not going to happen because uh, mm-hmm. you know I, I I struggle to say I I I walk around and try to get uh, eighteen year old eighteen year old and up to to keep their masks up during the work shift because I mean it's a law you have to when you're mm-hmm. in, when you're in the store you got to wear the mask right but there's always something It makes things hotter. They, they can't breathe. They push it down. You know, I can't imagine telling six, seven, eight year olds to keep that mask on all day and it, and it be, and it be happening. Um, where I'm at with it, of course, I'm, I'm with you guys. Like, uh, as far as, uh, school in the fall, no way, no way. Um, I don't know if you guys, uh, pay attention to what, uh, Fauci says about this 18 months to get a vaccine or 18 months till it's over kind of thing. But I'm I'm starting to believe that 18 months is, is kind of dead on like, you know, yeah, absolutely here for everything. Um, I want to move on from, from school because I think we all agree on that. There's no reason to like debate back and forth because there's nothing to debate on. Um, This, I, I did hear about sports trying to come back. Uh, yep. And do small groups of quarantine players. Uh, baseball was the first one that I, that I had heard it from. Uh, they want to like quarantine uh, a team in Ari- play in Arizona where it's hotter weather and then quarantine the team where they can't visit their family or anything. Uh, but then you're talking about coaches, all kinds of training staff, everybody has to be in that. So that's a tremendous amount of money to quarantine that section of players, tell them they can't go anywhere and uh and then play baseball with no fans in arizona uh i don't know if anybody's ever heard about you know gary i'll start with you have you heard of this yet i've i've heard of it but i just i can't wrap my, my head around how you're gonna pull that off um you know having played myself as far right. as baseball it's <clears throat> like you know the part of like trying to prevent transmission and things like that and you still got sweat. You still like you're touching the ball. Like you know, if the pitcher gets the ball, he throws a pitch. Okay, you know, the guy hits it. What's you know? Then they throw it to first. And I heard one. You know, what are they going to do? Not throw it around? Like if he gets the guy out of first, and are we not throwing the ball around? Are we changing balls every every uh, at bat? You know, just 
it doesn't, you know, make a lot of sense. Um, you know, it, there's, it's just, this is a lot to it. You know, are we changing, you know, are we not using the same bats? Everybody got their own bat. You know, it's not always the case, you know, are we using a bat boy? It's the bat boy, uh, you know, susceptible to, to contracting something. It's just, this is just a lot. There's a lot of moving parts and I just don't see, you know, how that would work. I, I did hear that uh, one of the stars of the league who was going to be quarantined, you know, has a child on the way. And they told him that, you know, he wouldn't be allowed then out of that quarantine t- to go see the birth of his first child. And, you know, that that's a, that's a heavy price to pay uh, to, to play professional sports. So in that, in that, thinking you know i'm thinking that we won't see any sports this year at all but uh you know kid i'll, I'll let you uh, chime in uh tell me what you think i think it depends on the sport to be honest with you um i i used to be an avid uh pro wrestling fan you know before they put the e on wwf i used to love wwf I used to love wcw nwo you know, uh, New World Order, you know, for life. Right? That, that was me, you know, as a kid. <laughs> and uh, as I, you know, got older and started, you know, realizing how much of a farce pro wrestling was, you know, I, I kind of, you know, stopped watching it so much. So I'm not really hip to all these new wrestlers and, you know, all this good stuff, right? Anything after uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin and, and The Rock and, 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 you know, all them, you know, I, I'm not hip but, um, you know, when the shutdown, um, you know, first started, you know, materializing, you know, throughout the country, uh, WWE was able to get permission to, you know, do this whole uh, quarantine thing where all their wrestlers be in one area and they, and they put on performances without uh, any, you know, any crowds or anything like that. And I don't know if any, you know, both of you gentlemen have, have seen it, but I watched it. And I watched it as well. To me, it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. I mean, they got the wrestlers coming out, right? They got the pyrotechnics blasting in the air, right? And, and the wrestlers are doing their little showman, showman stuff, right? And it's just dead silent, right? And you're listening to these commentators, and they got the goofiest commentators when they're talking, right? Trying to, trying to size up this, trying to size up the action. And the wrestlers are in the ring, and they're trying to do their little performances and stuff like that, you know? But... I mean, the crowd not being there, you know, no one throwing bottles in the ring, whatever. It just was just weird. And it, it, it was just corny to me. And I started looking at it. I said, eh, eh, whatever. And I started looking at it. So I'm taking that experience and I'm going to put it to the ultimate sport, football. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to imagine, you know, two football teams, even if it's like two popular teams, let's say, you know, uh, I don't know, Dallas versus, uh, let's say, well, fuck it, we're going to keep it local, Dallas versus the Redskins, right? Everybody right. in the world watches that game, regardless of how good the teams are, right? Mm-hmm. And I can't even imagine those two teams being on the field and it's like crickets, you know, you're, you're, you're listening to the daggone quarterback do his freaking uh, his play call and all that. I mean, come on. I, I don't see it happening, you know, but I think if anyone is going to defy that uh, rule of like having no fans, it would be the NFL because, you know, it's just kind of not trying to segue, we'll, we'll come back to it. But I think if 
uh, the NFL doesn't start like a nor- like normal thing, I think people are really gonna lose their minds out here. You know what I'm saying? It was easy for them. It was easy for folks to miss basketball, baseball, NASCAR, or whatever, right? But I think if the NFL don't start, if the NFL doesn't have any games on TV, I think folks are going to really lose their minds. You know what I'm saying? So I think they're going to make a real big push. Some of the NFL GMs and, and, and NFL Player Association presidents or whatever have already come out and said that they expect full crowds in August, September, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know how realistic that is, but that's what they're saying. But um, I don't foresee... It's, it's just going to be... It, like I said, from a logistical standpoint, it's just going to be difficult to do that. I mean, how are you going to take all the NFL... Well, NBA said they were going to play in Orlando, right? How are you going to take all the NBA teams, place them in one city, right? We have them in all in one hotel, or you have them in hotels throughout the city. I mean, how are you going to do this, right? How are you going to play games? You're going to play four or five games a day because, you know, uh, how many games do you want to do in this abbreviated season? You know, yeah, uh, true. I mean, I mean, what are you going to do? So when the game, when the players aren't playing, what are they doing? Just hanging out in a hotel room? Them dudes are going to lose their mind too. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, I mean, it's, it's just not feasible. And I think ultimately, and I think, you know, it's really going to be, up to the NFL. I think if the NFL says, you know what, fuck y'all, we're going to do it anyway, you know, I think everyone else is going to follow suit. No, I don't think anyone else, any other sport uh, has the juice enough to force uh, the hand of, you know, the president and the governors of each state, you know, to make this thing work. Uh, Gary, Gary, I want to go back to you because he, he touched on a subject that I know you know a whole bunch about. He said WWE, WWF. <laughs> And if you smell what I'm cooking, you know what I want from you. So I want you to chime in. You said you saw it. What did you think? Yeah, so I initially, when I heard they were going to do, because the first event was WrestleMania. So, you know, I wanted I wanted to tune in because I want to see it. And, and I'm the same way where I, I don't know half the people. <laughs> I don't know half. <laughs> um, you know who's in there I'm looking at it I'm just like okay and they're terrible on the mic but that's another subject but um, you know so they come out and it was weird it was weird you know they come out the music's blasting but once the music is off and you're watching them in the ring and they're doing you know they're doing their shtick and it's just like okay there's supposed to be crowd reaction here I was watching yeah. one guy he came out with it and he had the microphone he's like I don't remember what he was saying, but it was definitely like a call, call and response type of situation. And he's holding the mic up in the air and he's like standing there and it's like, what? What? <laughs> you know, and it, it was the weird, it was the weirdest thing. And I think that, I mean, it was interesting. Um, it just doesn't work. That type of show doesn't work without crowd reaction in certain Never. elements. Now the, the action part of it, hearing them, one thing I did like about it was they did a lot of, you could hear a lot of trash talking in between, uh, you know, while they're, you know, doing moves, getting set, you know, set yeah. up, things like that. You could hear a lot cool. of different trash talk. So that was, that was interesting. But other than that, it was just weird. Like they come out and, you know, if you're, a, you know, a heel or a bad guy, you come out and it's like, you're expecting to, you know, feed off of that, you know, that heat from the crowd and you're not getting that. You're just coming out. And it's just like, you, like you said, you listen to these corny announcers and <laughs> they're trying to like, you wait, know, wait, pump wait, them up Jerry, as the biggest bad there's, guy. there's no, there's no Lola, no, 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 no Jerry, no. the King. 
No, no, no. So you remember? So you remember The Rock? So yeah, I was going to bring that up. Always make the Rock used to always clown Michael Cole. Michael Cole is like a lead announcer. Oh, so Michael Cole is like the Jim Ross now. <laughs> yeah, wow. but it's it's just weird. But it's interesting that they are able to you know put this on, um, mm-hmm. and it seems like they're only doing pay per views. Mm-hmm. I'm not 100 sure, and they're doing a lot of like social media. Uh, you know, things where, you know, people are beefing through social media trying to push it that way, and then they're okay. having, you know, having an event. But it's, it's, I don't know, it's interesting. I kind of tuned back in from WrestleMania. And it was okay. just, a, just a different way to look at it, because I wanted to see it. I was interested. But, yeah, it's not, it's, it's, it's nowhere near the same what it, what it used to be with the crowd. From, from, from my standpoint, I didn't even give it a watch because, you know, uh, the Rock was the greatest wrestler to 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 ever wrestle, but I swear I would hear him say "pin me, pin me," and it was loud as crap in that arena. I I would still swear that Rock, you know, telegraphed how fake it was because he'd be loud, you know, when it was time to pin or when it was time to you know uh, grapple or you know decide who's gonna win the match. I feel like Rock would give it away sometimes, like mm-hmm. his his uh, his mouth would move, he would say "pin me." really really loud <laughs> um but the greatest thing that i missed from that era is that crowd reaction to him you know when they're saying rocky 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 and he's just standing there with you you don't get any of that you can't get any of that nobody can have that charisma if there's no fans in the stands i feel like they gave me uh that feeling that i had to attach to the rock like the fans mm-hmm. gave me that it's uh, that whole experience imagine right. Imagine it's, I mean, obviously it's, you know, it's October. You watching, you watching, uh, uh, Dak Prescott. He's, he's leading down the field. Right. It's fourth down. He throws touchdown pass to win the game. And it's like dead silent. Like what? (laughs) Like what? What are we talking about? I mean, cause that's, that's part of it. Like, you know, I mean, you jumping them down your house and send dirt, but that's part of it. Like dead silent. Like what are they going to do? Put, cameras on you know microphones on the sideline or something but it it doesn't make sense to me yeah at this point they could bring john madden back and i still i'm still not looking at a pot uh at a uh, football game without fans in the stands well because- madden maybe <laughs> you, know, you would you would madden, take that maybe, maybe. <laughs> that's nostalgia you're talking about there so that's, that's a maybe for me I can't. I can't see it happening. Uh, I think that when you, we, I think we touched on it, uh, kid. I think we touched on uh, about how emotional the game is. Like, mm-hmm. you know how, yeah. Uh, yeah. Every every sporting event evokes emotion uh, for for different people. You know, you grow up watching something. Uh, even you know soccer too. Like that's high energy. That's high. You you, you can't have people uh, dribbling a soccer ball back and forth without that crowd fanfare, you know, when, when they go past the goal, you know, once every two hours or so watching. There's always a chant though in soccer, you know, so there's yeah. always a chant. There's always, you know, something going on. So it, you know, it, it always feel, feels live. Like without, it's just without. Yeah. There's, they're singing playing the drums and, right. you know, yeah. Yeah. All that. And no disrespect to you, Gary, but you know, uh, baseball has always been like watching paint dry to me. You know. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Even, that... even... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
Exactly. You can't do that without a crowd. Like, I would have made it watch the Nets, you know what I mean? Watch the Nets win and everybody hollering like that. That's uh, what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And everybody's drunk and they've had a lot of beers and, That's you know. <laughs> it's time for the seventh inning stretch. And right. No crowd. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Well, no, I think I think baseball will be able to get away with it because because if you really if you really like I know you don't yeah I may not watch baseball like that and I and I really don't need it to be honest um, except once the you know Nationals is really doing anything and then I really tune in but mm-hmm. for the average game the crowds are really quiet anyway so unless you're smacking a home run or you or you make some crazy defensive play for the most part the game is pretty quiet the crowds you know what I mean and they're not mm-hmm. cheering I mean they're not, they're not chanting between pitches and stuff like that. You know, it's almost like a wait, waiting thing. Like, they're waiting for something to happen, then they react, you know. So, I, I think baseball could probably get away with it more than any other sport. Um, but Ten, you know, Tennis yeah. and golf. Tennis and golf. Tennis and golf. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You know what? I forgot about those. Yeah, I forgot about those sports. You're right. Tennis and golf would, would, would do it as well. So, yeah. And that's why, and that's why they would do well, because we forgot about it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> no, nah, man, t- Tiger's making a comeback before this COVID. Yo, Tiger was Tiger was killing it. You know, he was he was back. <laughs> back. There's a reason to watch golf again. You know. Yeah, man. I, I I I'm not I'm not so sure, but I do know that my, my Sundays, uh, I I don't have a lot of hope. <sighs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have a lot of hope. Um, I know they say that. I know the president says that we want to get football back in there. We we want to have a football season for some mm-hmm. reason. Uh, but he also said that if the, the country goes and has another outbreak, he will not close it down. So once we're open, we're open, says uh, President Trump. He said he's not closing it down again. We're just going to kind of let the numbers be the numbers. It's going to be like the flu, you know? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I, and I hate to say it. I mean, he's right. You know what I'm right. saying? And I, and I hate to say that. You know what I'm saying? You know, but he, you know, he ain't shutting it down. I mean, not shutting it down. He's not uh, going to allow it to shut down, not, not for the love of the sport or whatever the case may be. He's doing it for political reasons and his own political uh, life. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but whatever his intentions are, you know, he is, he is touching on it. I mean, for just, just require everybody to show up in a mask and you know and let them you know it, it, you know you, you enter at your own risk i mean they already had that sign in front of every stadium you know in every arena anyway you know because if you go to a baseball game and someone uh ricochets a foul ball off their back and smacks you in the face you can't sue the team anyway right so you kind of you know going to the game at your own risk anyway so even before COVID, you know, you could have been sitting next to somebody that had some kind of communicable disease anyway. You just didn't know about it. You know what I mean? True. So, you know, and, and if you're at a big game and, you know, you get up and you, you know, it's like a, you know, a touchdown and, or a big sack and you get up and you high five your neighbor, you ain't thinking about that, that person, you know, touching themselves or wiping their ass and not washing their hands after using the bathroom before slapping their hand. You ain't thinking about that. You're thinking about, oh man, they scored a touchdown. I'm happy. I want to celebrate with anyone next to me. I'm going to slap hands. You know what I mean? So uh, they may just do it like that where they say, you know what? Enter at your own risk. You know, bring a mask. And, and you can't sue us if you catch this shit. They leave it at that. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah, but it, <laughs> like you, you, you said, it's like they, they don't know what's, you know, what's going on. With but now you know. 
You know right, I mean? right, right, right. Now right. everybody's thinking about it. It's like, hmm, yeah, no. <laughs> we think about, we talk, about, we talk about it all the time. Like, you know, when, you know, let's say it's, you know, six months, six, seven months from now, and, you know, everything's opening back up, and they say, all right, we got, you know, vaccine. It's like, are you really going to go to, uh, you know, go somewhere with, the, you know, a mass people? Are you going to go to the mall? Are you going to go to the movie? Are you going to, um, like, we go to the Red and Terminal in Philly. You know, it's a big market. People write up on you, like, are we going to do that? You're going to think twice about those things. So, you know, I think the same thing goes with sports. Those okay. those billionaires are, are about their money. Like, well, shoot, I'm not going to be cutting these checks because somebody got sick and died, <laughs> you know, because we let them in. I would rather, you know, they're going to find a way to, to put on their product and, and maximize profit. Uh, you know, my wants, I do want a football season. Do I think it's going to happen? Do I think it should happen? Do you, do you think it should happen? In your opinion, both of you, like Gary, you think it should happen? No, it shouldn't happen. I mean, nothing's, <laughs> nothing's bad. It's not. It's like, I get it. I love it. Yeah. It will be terrible come when, you know, when the weather change and there's no football, like, Ooh, I get it. It's going to hurt. But you know, nothing's, you know, you know, more important than saving a life, though. Especially when you can do something about it. Like, that's, that doesn't make sense to me. So, yeah, it's not worth it. Kid? I, I mean, I have to agree, man. Like, I mean, I need some football, man. I need that shit. <laughs> I'm, 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 like, I'm like a fiend right now, man. Like, I'm like <laughs> I need it, you know what I'm saying? And, like, Honestly, like NBA being shut down, I didn't even really blink an eye for real, for real. Like, okay, all right. You know, I'm a Wizards fan, so you know they were trash, right? So, I, so I really haven't been watching anyway. Okay, you know, so I really haven't been missing the NBA, and I'm a fair weather baseball fan, fair weather hockey fan, whatever. So, really during this time period, I really haven't really been affected personally with sports anyway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I missed the NCAA tournament, you know what I mean? But, you know, Maryland finished as the champions in the regular season, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. So, but football, if football don't occur, I'm probably going to lose my mind a little bit. But I understand, you know, common sense, health-wise, just, you know, just the right thing to do if it doesn't occur. Mm-hmm. We we agree because you know if, if football, I mean Sundays are are for football, right? So I would I would probably watch. Uh, what, what what example can I give? I would watch Cleveland Browns versus Cincinnati Bengals. I would watch that game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I will watch that. I, yes, that's a torturous. That, you hear what I'm saying here? I will watch the Cleveland Browns play the Cincinnati Bengals, and. And I agree with you because I, I was I was looking for XFL when one of the so, <laughs> so I, I I feel you the need is real the need is real to watch football I I get it. Yeah, it, it, it it's really hard for me to say, but there doesn't need to be an NFL season this year, you know, and that's going to do crazy things to the economy, and we haven't even seen the effects. So that makes me want to move to another thing because they they uh, wanted another stimulus package, right? I don't know if either of you are privy to it passed in the House. It was uh, 
Pelosi, uh, she, it was her baby, $3 trillion, right? It would enable uh, everybody to get $1,200. So that's per kid and per house, you know, per adult. You all get $1,200, um, up to $6,000, right? Uh, it passed in the House, and it went to the Senate last week. Senate said, hey, the country doesn't need this quite yet. And, and before you guys chime in, I want you to know that more, more than just uh, uh, resident, you know, more than just us was in this uh, stimulus package. This was another chance at small business. But I want you to know that the Lakers, Los Angeles Lakers, qualified for that small business loan and got, yeah. got money from that first one. Yeah, they did. Uh, and, and, and another, Nidor, uh, Nidor is a big company because they own like, um, they own uh, a couple other restaurants, whatever. They also got the small business loan, um, but they still need to save um, and the company owns a lot of Las Vegas uh, casinos, right? So Nim has their own casino, the Nim Casino in Vegas, but they also own a lot of the other casinos. Um, and by being shut down, their payroll, just their payroll, loses them $3 million a day. Mm. Wow. They chose to pay their employees during COVID. So since March uh, 20-something, they've been paying $3 million a day. And I just want everybody to take a look at what that's doing to the economy uh, when we start this thing back up. Because that kind of loss tells you what kind of gains the casino gets. And I'll give you a little story on that one. Um, I just hired a uh, to, to run cashier at, at, at the store. And she used to work for the casino. You know, she, she was a 60-plus uh, worker. But she worked for the casino for six years or seven years from 2013 when they got tables, she started working. Mm. She would do what's called a drop every six hours. So they have six hour shifts for their dealers, right? And the dealers after six hours have to do a drop. She would do a drop on a weekday at Val Casino of $100,000 plus, and it would be a drop of just tips. That's what the drop is. Tips wow. that they divvy up. $100,000 on a weekday in six hours. Now, keep in mind that casino is open for 24 hours a day. So they do four drops in a day, right? To get to that 24 hours on a weekend, you're talking upwards of $250,000 in tips. So tell me how much that casino is making and then tell me how much they're not making by being shut down. And then tell me if it's possible because she told me that there's no, they never sanitize those chips, but we knew that. They don't wash the chips huh. that they give yeah. you. Never, ever. But what I didn't know... On the poker table, they wash them. But what I didn't know is they don't wash any of the uh, uh, slots. They don't sanitize that. People go from those slots right to the food. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like, think about yeah. how many times <laughs> you're, you're drinking... You go from a table, you go to uh, inside the casino, you, know, you don't wash your hands. So uh, this is doing crazy, crazy things uh, to the economy being shut down. But 
in your mind, I don't know if you guys knew anything about that stimulus package. Do you feel like we need another round? Uh, Gary, I'll start with you. Yeah, definitely. Um, because I, I mean, I know of people who were, you know, depending on the first one, they either didn't get it or, um, you know, they were waiting on it or waiting on unemployment. And, you know, they both were pushed back, didn't get one, got another one late. So they're behind, you know, they're behind or, you know, they're struggling. And just, you know, being at home, just spend, I mean, you spend ridiculous, just, you know, just living, you know, you're not going out and uh, you know, gassing up the car and doing all that, but you got to buy food. Utilities yeah. keep coming. So, yes, like everybody needs it. And, I mean, we feel it. And okay. you know, I'm sure you guys feel it as well. Like you, you can use that. Okay. All right, kid. How you feel? Absolutely. Um, they need to send another round out w- without question. I mean, there are people that are that are desperate right now, desperately needed. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You got um, landlords that are salivating, waiting for the mor- moratorium period to end. So they can um, evict people that haven't been paying their rent or haven't been paying their mortgage. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You know, so any any penny, dollar, ten cent, whatever, any denomination of money that's going to come from the government is absolutely needed, and, and folks will want it, and will definitely, well, will hopefully use it for um, uh, important things. Absolutely. And, I, and I'm I'm glad you said uh, hopefully. Because yeah, I see the un- I see the opposite of that every single day. If I could tell you uh, the way that this uh, corporation is winning off of these uh, stimulus payments, mm. it, it uh, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Uh, the comps. I, I just our CEO was on. Um, you know, damn, uh, six p.m. on on last Thursday talking about the the comps that the company is seeing like because big Arthur has become the mall it's still open and it's allowed to be open because you know of the grocery store that they put in there in 2005 um but that's that's how the Arthur stays open and they didn't close any of the non-essential things in that store so mm. we see you know i i i bear witness to people spending thirty five hundred dollars in patio and swimsuits uh, yeah. yeah. Where are these people go? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not going anywhere. They they yeah, bought, yeah, they bought on. their they bought a pool from Agar. They bought a patio set from Agar, and then they right. bought themselves some swimsuits. It just happened to be a thirty five hundred dollar total, and they, you know, flew it right out the door. Um, that to say, oh. you know, do we need it or not? Uh, I think we do because the small businessman didn't really get it. You know, I know electricians that work for themselves. I know plenty of people that qualify as a small business, a real small business, not Shake Shack, you know? Right. Shake, Shake Shack also got small business <laughs> loan, but, right. which they're now giving back, you know? Uh, and, and just to chime in on that, one of the things that we do, you know, and we conscious, we're conscious about it. Like, if we're going to you know, order out from some place like a small like restaurant, we pick a small business, you know, you know, preferably minority owned, you know, things of that nature, because they're not, you know, they're, they're struggling and trying to, you know, do what they kind of do. But we, we 
we seek out who's doing what, you know, and try to find uh, those small businesses to, to support, you know, whether we're buying, uh, <clears throat> you know, getting lunch or, you know, getting dinner, things of that nature. We try to find, you know, places we either hadn't eaten yet or, um, you know, that we frequent, you know, to make sure that, you know, we help them out where we can. Valid, valid. I mean, that's, that's my biggest contention in this bill. Um, in this next uh, stimulus package, I hope the real small business gets it. Uh, me knowing a lot of small business owners, I, you know, uh, the fact that the big businesses run under so many small business companies, I'm not sure if that makes sense to people, but mm-hmm. really, really huge businesses, conglomerates started it with smaller businesses that they kept the names around so so if you have a lot of people in your employee that can crunch those numbers really quickly you know you can apply to these small business loans uh as the smaller conglomerate because you never got rid of it and that's how Nero did it that's how uh, shake shack did it because they're under a lot of different smaller names uh, yeah you know mm-hmm. and they get that and they get it faster because you have a lot of number crunchers you have people that work for you that do that very fast. Whereas the electrician that started his business all himself has to do his own numbers, has to make his own reasons. He can't get that as fast. Um, just, just off the top of my head, you know, Sean, uh, he can, you know, she's a small business. She didn't, she didn't see anything, you know, well, look, and, uh, go ahead. I'll say this and I'm sorry to interrupt you. I'll say this. No, you go ahead. You know, I'm not going to let that be an excuse. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because, uh, I'm a small business owner also, mm-hmm. and they put the deadlines out. And if you wanted assistance bad enough, you would sit there on your computer and you would go through all those documents and get it done. If you right. are an avid business person, as you should be, because you're running your own business, and I'm not, and I'm not judging anyone, you know, but if you're on top of your business where you know your numbers and you have it readily available, it shouldn't have been difficult for you to get that stuff turned in within a day, you know, and a day is really giving you a lot of time. I mean, it took me literally two hours to go through all those forms. And the reason why it took me two hours, that that to me is even too long was because uh, in the state of Maryland, they kept uh, going back and forth for which form you're supposed to use. So I would fill one form out and then I would get an email back saying, oh no, that's not the correct form, fill this one out. And then I would fill this form out and then they come back again and say, oh no, that form is discontinued. You know, we need you to do this one. So at one point, you know, it was, it was kind of a back and forth, back and forth, back and forth thing. Mm. And, and if you're not paying attention to that, like if you're not in your, in your inbox, making sure you're checking your emails, stuff like that and checking your, um, your uh, profile under the, um, <coughs> the Maryland small business thing, you know, you can miss it. And then, you not get that money. It may not necessarily be because you didn't deserve it or you didn't rate it. It's because you fill out the wrong form and you missed the email telling you that you filled out the wrong form and you need to fill out the new one and now you're past the date. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, so, it's, so I'm not trying to, you know, shit on anyone that, that may be in that particular situation. It was just one of those things where because this pandemic came out of nowhere and they really weren't prepared for this. So they were kind of doing things on the fly. So if you weren't, like I said, 
staying by your inbox, staying by your phone, checking daily, you know, checking maybe even hourly to make sure stuff was getting done and following up on your profile. If you was if you were sleeping and waiting for someone to knock on your door and say, hey man, you need to do this again, you might have missed it. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe you were small enough where they felt like, all right, well, we're not gonna give your business a ten thousand dollar grant, even though you're a LLC, but you're only a one person LLC. We're not gonna give you right. ten grand, you yeah. know. But we'll, but we'll, we'll recommend that you apply for unemployment, and you mm. can get that. You, mm. you, you understand what I'm saying? So, okay. you know, and I could be wrong on all these fronts too. Some people could have did everything that I mentioned, and they still missed it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not saying that is exactly what it is, but. I know there are some people that didn't get it because simply because they just didn't get it in on time because every, it was a mad dash. I mean, motherfuckers was putting that shit in. The moment they said, go ahead and do it, they should have been on it. If you waited a day or two, it was too late because millions of people was coming in because they really only have a certain amount of money in that what they were only going to release. Let me say that. Let me rephrase. They were only going to release a certain amount of money for that fund. And if you didn't get in on time to get that free money, to get that mm-hmm. grant money, you missed it. But guess what they're going to do after that? They're going to they're going to let you apply for the loan forgiveness thing. And the loan forgiveness thing, let me just touch on that for a quick second. Mm-hmm. Depending on which one you're looking for, if you're looking for the payroll loan, um, and I, I know that because that's what I, I applied for, you have to spend, you, no, let me go back. You have to use a certain amount of that loan that they give you to pay your employees. If you hit that amount, then the loan is forgiven. It's almost like getting the grant. But if you miss that number by like a dollar, guess what? You paying all that shit back mm-hmm. with whatever interest that they that they you know they give to you. You understand what I'm saying? So I was one of my my small business was one of the ones that they uh, we received the uh, payroll loan, mm-hmm. and I've been paying my employees. Here you go. Here you go. I've been even giving these motherfuckers a little extra because okay. I don't want. I have no intentions of paying that paying shit that back. back. <laughs> right, right. You know, you know what I'm saying. So I'm gonna pay you a little bit of extra. I want you to work a little bit of overtime, right? You know, and do a little extra shit. So here, you know, you get this extra joint. So you're happy. You get to take care of your family and and do this, and do that. You know, at the same time my business get to keep continue, you know, flowing and I don't have to pay that shit back. You know what I'm saying? But everybody's situation is different. That's just, you know, some of the things that, that you know, I, I was aware to, aware of. And maybe uh, you just needs to go back and check her emails or just reach out to the Small Business Association and say, hey, right. WTF, where my money at? You know what I'm saying? And, and it might just be caught in the pipeline. Like, dude, you say, man, it's caught in the pipeline, man. It's caught in the pipeline. You know what I'm saying? You know? <laughs> and, and maybe she just need to shake, shake a few trees and maybe it'll fall out. You know what I'm saying? You know, she okay. shouldn't just, she shouldn't, or anyone shouldn't just shrug their shoulders and say, you know what? They ain't give it to me, so F it. I guess I'm not getting it. You know what okay. I mean? Valid, mm-hmm. valid. I, I, I do agree with Gary because, you know, I do know a lot of Americans need it. I also know that Canada... Uh, did crazy things like they you know, comped everything they didn't charge people rent uh, mortgage forgiveness all that uh took care of health care for all all of their uh their people uh in the u.s however 
Like we're up to almost 40 million people who filed for unemployment uh, due to the COVID. Uh, well, well, that goes back to our culture. You know, our right. culture has never been about taking care of other people. You know what I'm saying? We, we do that at a very minimal, you know, uh, whereas other countries are all about taking care of their fellow man and, and making sure everyone has health care and blah, blah, blah. It ain't about that. It, here in America, unfortunately, it's survival of the fittest. You know what I'm saying? And we'll do the bare minimum to take care of those who are unfortunate, like, you know, elderly or children or like the homeless, like very, like very, very minimal. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, it, it kind of, not to discredit what you're saying, but it kind of rubs me, it kind of bugs me a little bit when, 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 when we look at other countries, you know, because you got to look at the size of other countries, what they're working with. And ultimately, their culture, how they look at their people. You know what I'm saying? We never, this country has never done that. You know what I'm saying? So you can't expect, if we've never done something, you can't expect just because we're in this sort of pandemic, this country to start. So, oh, you know what? Let's see Kumbaya, let's hold hands together. <laughs> and we'll all share, take care of each other, make sure everybody has toilet paper, make sure nobody has to pay any rent. Then this country will fall apart. You know what I'm saying? Because that's, that's just not how this country is built. Now, could we get to that? Sure. You know, we would never see it in our lifetime, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know. Yeah. But, but it, it's, it's just the way this country was founded, the way this country was built, how it is. And it's like, if the rich people ain't getting continuously, continuously getting rich, there's a problem. You know what I'm saying? Agreed. You know, mm-hmm. so it's one of those things where you got to... You know, uh, you know, kind of figure out what they're doing and, 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 and try to do the same things as much as you can, you know, um, or figure out a way to survive. Okay. And a lot, of us are, a lot of us are just trying to figure out how to survive. All right. Gary, Gary, do you have any thoughts on that at all? Um, no, I mean, I, I would agree. It's definitely, you know, a culture situation when you're talking, you know, comparing like to Canada. Um, okay. You know, it's, I mean, you can tell, I mean, we fight everything that we have or, you know, just, you know, in general, like it's had to be fought for. It wasn't for the good of the people. It was, you know, because, you know, there was pressure. There was this, there was that. It's never, you know, like, you know what, we're going to do what's right for, you know, the people of our country or, you know, just to, because it's the right thing to do. So, you know, it's night and day when you, when you think about how we treat people in, in America. Okay. All right. I I just want to add to that that unemployment number because it's 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 probably probably at one uh, it's probably at 39 million uh people filing for unemployment. But I don't know if you guys know what they're giving to unemployment. So if you file for unemployment, you are automatically getting 600 more dollars up to $1000 a week. So that means that folks that were making that twenty to forty thousand dollar range make more off unemployment than they did when they were working. So now, if you're a small business owner, look at this: if you laid off your staff because you know you couldn't pay them at first, or you you thought this was the best move, you wanted them to file for unemployment right away, so you let them go. You let your th- employee that was making maybe twenty to thirty thousand dollars make 57,000 because they're getting an extra 600 in the system 
to supplement their living during COVID. So, so that unemployment now is, is, is in the fifties, you know, like they're making $50,000 a year, as long as they don't work. Do you think that when things open up for sm that small business and they say, Hey, why don't you come on back? That employee is likely to go back then. Yeah. You, uh, are they going to go back to making forty thousand dollars a year? You'll have you'll have some that will still try to scheme the system and, and still stay on unemployment. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, I mean, you, you you see that now, even before the pandemic. You know, folks were getting government assistance when they know they could go out and work. You know what I'm saying? Having a bunch of kids, even though they know they can go out and work. You know, whatever. You, you'll 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 see that. Um, you'll have some that. Yeah, they will go back to work. You know, I mean, it's hard to put a percentage on that, but it will be some. I do know that uh, in Kentucky, a man named Tupac Shakur filed for unemployment. <laughs> I, I do know that they, that the, uh, uh, what was it, the governor or the mayor? I forget. I think it was the governor. <laughs> governor, yeah. Governor came out, was like, yeah, we would have more money for, for, for folks that are filing for unemployment faster, but this guy named Tupac Shakur, you know, thinks it's funny to, to file under Tupac Shakur. And it turned out the man's name was really Tupac Shakur. So. And the governor felt like a dumbass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want I mean, to... Can you imagine having to apologize for that shit? Oh, my goodness. He, he definitely did. He definitely had to do it because my man came out to the news like, I'm doing everything right. Why Why haven't I gotten my unemployment yet? He said, why is the governor clowning me? On Yo, national, national TV. <laughs> That's why. I'm it's crazy. It's crazy. But yeah, I just want to tie a bow on this, man, because, you know, we're running into uh, an hour and a half and I want to be mindful about editing. So, uh, I just want to tie a bow on, on you guys have been like really agreeable. Like we, we, we're all thinking the same thing. So there's nothing to argue about here. Um, country shouldn't open up and nothing should open. And sadly, I think we do agree with, with an asterisk. Can I put an asterisk on the, on football? Because yeah. Selfishly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my beer will not taste the same on Sunday unless you know I yeah, there, there are things I wanted to sip on before this podcast because we, we had Gary who I haven't uh talked to in a long time and and we had uh the kid. I wanted to stop by uh the store and get me some dosekis to commemorate this uh yeah. this this Ooh. podcast and sip on some dosekis, but you know, when you get out of your store at eight o'clock, nothing's open anymore. So <laughs> I didn't get out. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't get out till after eight. Everything was closed. They closed at seven. Maryland is still open. I'm not driving way out there. All, all, all my places were closed. I couldn't. I couldn't uh, sit with uh, Dos Equis. I'm very sad. I had to <laughs> stick to my douce. But uh, I really enjoyed this uh, conversation, guys. Um, we, we all agree, which is something that we don't always do on these podcasts. But uh, today, sadly, I would say that sports has to remain closed. I will not see a, uh, <coughs> a uh, Super Bowl 
What is I will not see a Super Bowl for the first time in 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 thirty years, maybe. Baltimore lose their minds, man. Tell you. And and that's why I did a, a health and wellness check because we don't almost understand the impact of what's going on here. You know, like you, you're, we, we, what we do is adapt. You know, we don't really take time to to figure out what it's actually doing. And there's there's not going to be any football, and that's going to have a huge huge impact. It's going to be serious. Ho- hopefully, we don't see the kid out there on Washington talk about. <laughs> Let the Washington Redskins play football because nobody wants to see that. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but you guys, it's been good. It, I, I do, I do want to, I do want to give you guys a chance if you want to sound off any final thoughts at all, Gary. I'll give you the first. If you, if you have anything else to say, by all means. I would just say um, this was awesome. Um, glad we got to kind of you know fellowship here um you know everybody just got to be safe and just really just be smart about what they're doing um Amen. And, you know it comes down to you know we were talking about you know how the culture is here and it's really just caring about your fellow person you know there's tons of video people just acting a fool because they don't want to follow you know just safe guidelines i just think that you know it, it comes back to just you know treating everybody uh accordingly the way you want to be treated and you know just be smart about what you doing. all right kid you got any final thoughts yeah uh i just wanted to say uh rest in peace to uh george floyd uh another african-american uh brutally unjustly murdered by um police officers uh, out in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, it's just unfortunate that, you know, being a black man in America, you know, you have a target on you. And it's just um, one of those things where, you know, it's, it's a quote by James Baldwin um, that states, uh, to be Negro in the country and to be relatively conscious is to be in a position, um, in position of anger and hatred all the time you know and i'm paraphrasing james baldwin there you know i was just beside myself all day today i'm not even gonna lie to you you know because another brother was unjustly murdered by police on the streets i I just want to give i want to give context to that because you know uh they the the cops were i know the cops were fired but george floyd was the 46 year old who they had the video of and and the cop is kind of like knee on the neck of, Correct. of George Floyd. Correct, for about nine, or nine, almost 10 minutes on his neck. You know, they already had him subdued, cuffed. You know, there was four officers, three of them were physically holding Mr. Floyd down and the, and the fourth one was um, doing crowd control. And, you know, um, look, brothers and sisters, stay safe out here. You know, yeah. be mindful of your surroundings. Uh, please don't put yourself in the position to allow Another coward out here with a badge to take your life. Wow. Okay. All right. Yep. My bad, but it had to be said. Yo, it does. It does. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. 